0: Welcome back. The dudes of Davey are here. Today is Friday, January the eighteenth. We have uh, we've taken a little bit of time to process what happened uh, this past weekend in the wild card playoff games, and we feel pretty good about where our predictions were. There were some there were some real surprises. There were some there was some toughness that I had to endure with the Eagles, but then there was also some glory as well we'll get into all of that. Uh I think we like how this is shaping up. It's going to be a really really fun weekend. The divisional round of the playoffs is just going to be awesome like it usually is. Um so Stefan, what 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 were your initial thoughts after wildcard weekend?
1: Well, I'm really psyched that we all took the uh Houston Texans. Yes. That was a unanimous call. Yep. And The money and the support seemed to be, you know, all the pundits were picking the Browns. Like, literally everybody picked the Browns. There was very few people that were backing the Texans. Which
0: was surprising.
1: So we got all that. We got that right. That was great. Uh, No one saw the Packers like that. I mean, no one saw a 48-point thrashing. uh, I mean, you know, the fact that we're doing this pod right now and Mike McCarthy is still the head coach, pretty amazing.
0: Yes, and and you know what? Like, although none of us predicted... That the Packers would win. There was a lot of hoping and praying. And you thought it might be close. Maybe. Close ish. I, I mean, I just hoped. Like it was just all hope and prayer. And my wishes were granted um, in such a beautiful way. Um, my favorite part was when Jerry Jones uh, turned his chair away from the field. That's when I knew we made it. <laughs> we had arrived. At that point, I was just playing with house's money. I was Just, <laughs> just, just so happy. I didn't really care anything else that happened. And I, I actually said on the pod last week that I would take a Cowboys loss over an Eagles win because, frankly, yeah, I, I did. Even if the Eagles won against Tampa Bay, I, obviously we saw them just just deteriorate. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a little bit of I'll be self critical
1: here of the three of us too. Mm-hmm. We watched the last six to seven weeks of the Eagles. Yeah, I mean... There was no way in the world that that team emotionally looked like they showed up for the last month of the season. So to think that they were going to show up without A.J. Brown on the road...
0: That's what... Right. Right. Without A.J. Brown, too. I mean, that was a huge thing. But I I, I didn't see a playoff run right. by any means. Not even close. Right. Right. So like, okay, they lose to Tampa. They put us out of our misery. We can retool a little whatever. But the Cowboys losing as a number two seed with all their Super Bowl, you know, hope and hype, um, and Jerry believed it too. It was awesome. Listen,
1: obviously Jerry is an astute, uh, you know, leader of a team. Uh, and I think he really, you know, really delved back into, did, you know, went back into the bag of tricks to tell everybody that McCarthy's coming back for our fifth season. It's unbelievable. I think if you are a fan at all of the Cowboys, you really might as well just check out for next season.
0: It's unbelievable. Just check out. Somebody should just make a sign on on uh, opening day next year that just says just has the definition of insanity, right? Because uh, that's what it is. It's just Correct. the same thing that they just keep doing, and they're expecting different results.
1: And how about this one? The fact that they could have hired Belichick. Yeah. Okay, maybe it doesn't work. Power struggle. You get it. But they also could have hired Vrabel. Right. I mean. I mean, again, I'm Mike McCarthy. Twelve wins every season. I get it, right? I, but this man does not win in the playoffs. Right? He underperformed and underachieved with a stacked Packers squad. They should have won more than one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Oh, for sure. Now he's entering his fifth year, and he can't get past like the first round. And when he makes it past the first round, they got smoked at home by the Niners. So, listen. So the Texans, awesome, heading to Baltimore. Uh, the Chiefs took care of business yep. against a, you know, truthfully, a, a battered and bruised Dolphins squad, who, by the way, announced this morning, looking to
0: extend to a fantastic. It's amazing. Uh, the Dolphins, I mean, we're, we're in Dolphin country here, and there's people who might be slightly delusional on how good that team really was. Look, they looked really good at certain points offensively, but they'd also not played anyone that great. At any point in time during the season, I guess they beat the Cowboys, but we now we know who the Cowboys are, right? Um, and they were injured, so I, I am going to give them a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. I think they would have given Kansas City a little bit more, um, but the, obviously the weather, the whole thing, like just the way it all ended, it's tough for the Dolphins. I actually do feel somewhat bad for them, but I don't think they had really any chance to like win the AFC. I think that's a slightly delusional because Tua is still who Tua is. His numbers are good, but He's propped up by a lot.
1: I mean, talk about, uh, and I give, Mike, I give Mike McDaniel a lot of credit. Talk about creating a system for your quarterback strengths. Right. And I think what we saw was on the defensive side of the ball, just, you know, really a shame, right? They lost, you know, three to four to five of their top defenders. But on the offensive side of the ball, when Tyreek went down, okay, and the offensive line, you know, wasn't giving uh, Tua a little bit more time, the game became really hard for him, and it became from hard for that offense to really move that ball forward. I mean, they only scored 20 points against the Cowboys at home. They couldn't even muster. I think they scored how many points against the bills?
0: They had 14. 21-14 they yeah. lost.
1: So you, you saw the impact of not having a 100 percent healthy hill, which and then a 100 percent you know uh, effective offensive line.
0: Yeah, I think too is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback, and I certainly don't think he's a pro Bowl quarterback. So, can the Dolphins win with Tua? Yeah, I think they they can win ish. I don't I don't know if a Super Bowl is like legit unless he had like a real stacked team. I don't know if he needs like the the what was two thousand Baltimore Ravens team around him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, I'm I'm not alluding to the fact that he's Trent Dilfer, um, but. I don't think he's as good—I think he needs, like, a really, really solid team and a great scheme.
1: I agree, and and I think if you're Mike McDaniel, you probably have to start to rethink the significant dependency on Hill Mm -hmm. and bring in a potentially, like, a really strong pass-catching tight end uh, and or a great blocking with the ability to catch fullback Mm -hmm. to just put two in a position where he's not just relying on, on Hill and or Waddle, right? Because those guys will get hurt. They're small. They're cutting across the middle. They're gonna get hurt. They're gonna miss two, three, four games. The offense just has to be able to be able to move the ball forward. Correct. So I agree so, with all that. So we got Texans. We got Chiefs, and then we moved to uh we moved to Sunday where uh you know, we talked about a little bit about the Packers kicking the Cowboys' ass, and so the Packers advanced to go play the Niners, and uh and then the nightcap, which is definitely the best game of the weekend, was the Rams Lions. Either team could have won it. I was super happy that the Lions did uh, for a million reasons, but that was a really
0: good game. Great game. I, I thought both, both teams played great. It was, it was exactly what we had hoped and thought it would be, uh, and it was really nice to see the Lions actually be able to be happy uh, after a playoff game. It, I didn't realize it had been so long. I, I mean, I knew it was a long time, but it was like 1991 is a long time ago. That was the year that the uh, that the Lions, Barry Sanders, Eric Kramer, I think, lost in the NFC Championship to uh, the Redskins, who won the Super Bowl. So it's it's a long time ago. I mean, it's a, it's literally a lifetime ago. But they have a real team. I mean, uh, they have a they have a real shot. I mean, I, look, the Forty Nine ers out in the NFC are are clearly the team. Um, they're at at moving at full strength. They're a really tough team. Like every, mm-hmm. every offensive position defensively, they're strong. Um, but I think the Lions have a shot in the NFC, honestly. Well, look, I mean, I think
1: the takeaways are number one, we all knew that what Sean McVay had done this season was pretty pretty tremendous. Yeah. Right? Great coaching job. He's a great coach. They look like they were on, you know, sort of look like a team that could have, you know, made a deeper run in the playoffs. Puka, what an incredible discovery this year. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup, really, really. You barely heard from him, I think, five catches for 26 yards in that game. Uh, But it's amazing that the score was 21-17 at halftime, and the final score was 24-23. It just goes to show you that the reason why you fire a Mike McCarthy Mm -hmm. is because at halftime, both teams, Aaron Glenn for the Lions and the defensive, and I think it's Raheem uh, on the the Rams.
0: Uh, Oh, I don't know. Is it Raheem Morris or... Yes.
1: So the defensive coordinator for the Rams, they both made significant adjustments. I mean, you're talking about nine points scored, uh,
0: which is just incredible. By the way, that screwed me, so I'm not happy with either oh. of them. Sorry about that. Yeah, Hard rock live. <laughs> yeah, with the hard rock live. I did the parlay of the over, um, and it was looking great. I think I even texted you. It was looking good. Um, oh, and the Lions win. So, yeah, the, the nine points in the second half. But it, it is it is remarkable how they adjusted. Uh, yeah, that, that's a real coaching job, right? Right. So,
1: All yeah. right. So now we, we've got the matchups. It's a big weekend. Four mm. games. We don't not six games, but four games. You know, why don't we start with the uh, the first one? No, it's uh, the upstart Texans, led by Stroud, heading into Baltimore. I think they're nine and a half point underdogs.
0: I'm going to say the same thing I said last week, with like a little twist. I think CJ Stroud continue. He's now playing with like. Not just houses, money, like the house. Like he's, I mean, no matter what he does at this point in this game, outside of throwing, you know, eighty-four interceptions, he's looked at as a huge success in his rookie season. I think he just goes out and just flings it around. Um, and Lamar Jackson actually said um, when they lost last year, or was it last year after they had the bye, or yes. two years ago, he said it did impact him. I don't know what he's going to do differently. Because the the bye, the two weeks, is a big deal in the NFL. Um, I think it's going to impact his his rhythm. I think it's going to impact a little bit of just how they come out. And the Texans are just rolling right now. I'm not saying the Texans win. I think the Texans have a very good chance. Like For example, I'm going to take the under on that in terms of... I, I mean, I'm going to have them covering. Covering the 9.5. They're going to cover the 9.5. I think it's going to be a much closer game than... Then people realize Baltimore's good. They're not like dominant, dominant, good. They're good. I mean, I think this
1: is all going to come down to Baltimore's defense. Mm -hmm. I think we saw sometimes this season they looked incredible when they destroyed the Lions. Mm -hmm. Okay. They also look like they couldn't stop. You know, they they look like they were made of Swiss cheese when they played the Rams Mm -hmm. in that 36 33 game. Yep. So I think it will depend on what team, uh, which defense actually shows up. I think the Ravens will cover. I do think they'll win by, you know, 10 and above. I think it'll be a more competitive game than people like, might give it, you know, they might think. Um, but you said it. Looked, I mean, the Texans' season, you know, w- winning the division and getting that see that home game was an unbelievable win. Winning that game, I mean, you know, D'Amico Ryan is a, absolutely a phenomenal coach. It's amazing. I mean, he's done an incredible job with this team.
0: And he's a defensive coach. He, he could have a couple little things up his sleeve. And if Stroud just lets it fly like he did last game, which you know I think he's going to do again, he's just going to say I don't care. Like we got to go for it. I think this could be interesting.
1: Listen, I we certainly he, I, he's
0: also too young to realize what he's in. Sure, too. sure, I totally agree with that. There's that I totally too. agree with that.
1: All right, so and just for our, our listeners, um, nephew Brennan uh, picks the Ravens uh, to win this game. Uh, we'll have his picks for each game. I want to make sure that I put that out there uh, for those uh, you know wanting to see his picks.
0: We also feel bad during this pod. We know this is going to be a letdown pod because nephew <laughs> Bren's not here. Uh, he brought he brought energy that uh, we we can't duplicate here. Okay, so uh, we're going to do our best, but he's set a new standard. Yeah, his, his cockeyed optimism and uh, you know
1: sarcasm are uh, are hard to channel. Uh, you know, he's an, he's a nine year old spitfire. Yeah, we'll have him back soon. Absolutely. So Saturday night is the uh, the love fest in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So Packers, uh, I think underdogs also by around nine points. Correct. And so uh, I'm gonna. I'll start off. I think the Niners kick their ass. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, there's no love loss between Lafleur and Shanahan. Actually, correct. I, I don't know. Every time I say Lafleur, I think about dodgeball. But so <laughs> I I do think that the Niners take care of business and take care of it like quickly. I'm not saying they're gonna make love look awful but I do think that you're going to see a complete victory. This is a 31-17, 34-20 type of win, and the score is closer than the
0: game. I agree with you. I think the Niners really take care of business. The only caveat is Brock Purdy. He, I think during this run, there's going to be a game, who knows if it's this Sunday, where he's going to need to be carried. So. Absolutely
1: absolutely agree. Good thing they have the number one running back in all of football.
0: Right. He's pretty good.
1: That seemed, that seemed fair when they made that trade with Carolina.
0: It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I still ask that question every time I see him on the field for the Niners. Like, how in the world did they just pick him up? It's like unbelievable.
1: Could you imagine what it's like to be Purdy? So you're making about $800,000. Uh, you're living with a teammate. Mm-hmm. And you look at your offensive weapons, and they're Kittle, Debo. Ayuk and McCaffrey.
0: It's incredible. I mean, <laughs> what makes McCaffrey so? What makes that team really run is McCaffrey because obviously he's a just a great running back, but he catches balls. He'll catch balls twenty yards down the field too. Like he's he's phenomenal. So yeah, I mean, it will be very interesting to see.
1: All right, so we both think the Niners. All right, so Correct. now let's uh, let's move to the uh, the next game, which will be the um, which is the third game. Uh, is that KC? No. That's the last game. That's the last game. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay. At the Lions. Spread is six and a half. The Lions are favored by cheapest ticket to get in right now, supposedly over $800 to get into this game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, last game, I'm sure you saw that, you know, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and a bunch of people were there. Uh, Again, this game is going to bring everybody out. And uh, what are your thoughts? I'll let you go first
0: here. I think Detroit wins this game. I, I watched Tampa. They look very good, but they also looked very good against the Eagles, um, who couldn't tackle anything. Um, so I mean, I think Tampa Bay I mean, I think Tampa Bay is good. It's been a good run. I like the Baker story. I think, I think Detroit just I, I'm not going to say Steamrolls them, but I think they beat them fairly handily at home with that emotion, and I just think they're a better team.
1: I, I agree. I think the Lions win this game. Uh, I don't think it's a nail-biter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like Baker, so I'm actually pretty happy for him that he's found a home, and I think he'll probably be their quarterback next year too. For sure. Uh, I, I continue to be reminded that Todd Balls is not a very good coach, Right. so I don't think he's going to be able to you know, win this game with his acumen and game scheming. I think Evans should have a better game than he had last game. He, pretty, he seemed pretty quiet uh, against the Eagles, mm-hmm. but I do think that the Lions are going to win. I think Jameer Gibbs will have a pretty big game. Uh, you know, he didn't. He was sort of like quiet in the first game. Look, they have lots of weapons, and I think you're going to see all of them on display. I think they. I think they cover the spread, and uh, I think the Detroit Lions advance to the NFC Championship, which
0: is amazing, and is such a great. Feel. I'm so happy that I can root for these things now, and I can just watch this without like a uh, a jade towards the Eagles in any way, like. Okay, I'm happy. I would be very happy to see the Lions go forward. I like all these stories. There's a lot of different storylines. Before we head into the KC uh, Buffalo game, I want to backtrack also because you, you reminded me of something when you said last time uh, Todd Bowles, not a very good coach, former Jet. You're, you're making – there is a theme here, right? Some of these Jets that have, are further along in the playoffs – you're just making predictions just based on them. Flacco, you're like, look, Flacco's just not going to do it. That's I'm not,
1: it. I'm not going to lie. You should just go with f- the future. Former Jets. Yeah. You know, pre- oh, you played for the Jets, and now you're in the playoffs? Who are you playing? I'll take the other team. Right, exactly. That sounds good. That, you heard it here. It's a new strategy. A new strategy, yeah. yeah. And also, by the way, I really appreciated you just commenting on how it's nice now that your Eagles aren't in it, that you can enjoy the games. <laughs> so my Jets are never in it, and I always enjoy the games. Uh, by the way, for Detroit, a shout-out to uh, Dylan Beznos. I know he's a big Detroit Lions fan. So when you listen to this, congratulations on this win. Uh, you're suffering through a absolutely brutal NBA Detroit Pistons season. So at least, though, you have the Lions and you got your win. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it and uh, you enjoyed it with your family.
0: Exactly. I hope it keeps going so that you don't even have to think about the Pistons for at least a few more weeks. So Agree. enjoy it all. It's great. Agree.
1: By the way, uh, Brennan uh, as I mentioned, chose the Ravens. He's also chose the Niners. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, as well as choosing the lions. So, so far, you know, we're, we're all in tandem with that, you know, maybe a little bit of different perspectives.
0: I I think we're going to, uh, (laughs) I think there's going to be a fork in the road on this next
1: game. Uh, this is an interesting game. I will start. Um, Brennan picks the bills. So I'll start with that. Okay. Um, I am dying to pick the bills. Uh, because I think that this is Josh Allen's last chance. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I think this is his career. I think this is his legacy. I do not think he's going to get another chance to ever prove that he can beat Mahomes if he doesn't beat him at home in Buffalo on his own turf for the first time ever. You know, it's always been at at, Har- at Arrowhead when they played. The Chiefs, you know, have the weakest receiving core they've had in the, you know, the history of their, call it, you know, Uh, head-to-head, and this is their time. You know, the Bills have won, I think, six or seven in a row, and this is their chance. So Brennan picks the Bills. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs because Andy Reid is exponentially brighter than Sean McDonough. Mm. I think you still have Mahomes, right, who is the best quarterback, and I think that the Chiefs are going to maneuver their way through this game and their defense, their defense, which is probably the best defense they've had over the course of the last five years, is this unit. I think their defense wins this game. And this is a you know, 24-21 or 21-18 type of game. It could, be, it could be down to the wire. It could be an overtime. I do think it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be a blowout by any chance. But I think the Chiefs sneak it out, and I think it absolutely crushes Allen's soul. And I think Diggs is gone.
0: I I agree with all that. I have a little bit of a I agree with all that. Yes. I think you know already know that I'm going to pick the Chiefs, right? So I've I've actually picked them to pick the to win the AFC as well. I picked them a little while ago to win the AFC. I just think that their defense is good enough. Their defense is very good. I mean, frankly, like their defense looks better than their offense this year, which I think is a good sign for them because I started to see some interesting life from their offense in the game against Miami, where Kelsey caught the ball seven times. He looked a little bit more Kelsey-ish. Uh, Rashid Rice is stepping up um, as one of the key pieces. Pacheco's just gonna in a cold game. It's it's hard to tackle Pacheco, um, and I just think that Mahomes' magic in the playoffs it's it's such a it's such a wild card. That I, you know, he can he can kind of almost win any game for you so long as like the defense holds the other team somewhat in check, and I think their defense is, I think their defense is better than it's been in the past, and I think they're gonna get some pressure on Josh Allen, and as I've watched Buffalo play, even against Miami, right, like in the last few games, they they've they've been winning games down the stretch, which is a, obviously a good sign for them, but there's still just like a a piece missing right like you just see i mean they did everything they possibly could to lose that game to Miami um Josh Allen like literally threw it to the other DBs like a couple times all night and even against Pittsburgh right like you thought they were going to run away with it they just have lapses you know and like Pittsburgh was like with Mason Rudolph like almost came back in that game agree agree i just think that they they can't put it together for 60 minutes and i think the chiefs are just too savvy and i do think We've had this discussion. I do think there's a, a small level of possum that's been played so far this year where they're they're like, okay, we'll get in the playoffs and we'll figure it out. And Andy Reid's got some stuff going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's got so much experience. He has won the big games. Yeah. And remember, his reputation after he left Philadelphia was that he couldn't win the big games. Right. But he's been in a lot of them.
0: Well, he's he's... Of, of this generation, he's there's Belichick, and then there's there's a step down, and then there's Andy Reid, yeah. and then there's really no one else.
1: I mean, he's been in three Super Bowls. Yeah. No, four. Right. Excuse me. He's been in four.
0: You have to give that edge. Yeah, you have to give that edge. He's he, And he was in that game against... He's been in so many great big-time games, too.
1: Yeah. And look, I know Josh Allen made some really big plays against the Steelers, mm-hmm. but I really don't trust him whatsoever. I don't trust his... Ability to read the defense. And I do think that I think the Chiefs are just going to outwit them. And they're going to out-execute them. And it'll be close because the Bills will make a couple of big plays. Something will break their way. Good Mm -hmm. call. Pass interference all the way down the field. But I I think the Chiefs are going to win this game.
0: And I have a conspiracy theory as well that uh, the NFL wants the Chiefs to go as far as possible. Possibly into the Super Bowl so that Taylor Swift grabs the mic from Usher on stage um, I'm just saying, could happen.
1: Listen, uh, there's no doubt that the NFL would not mind having the Taylor train continue to roll through these playoffs. No. I mean, they, my,
0: they my would, word. I'm just saying.
1: You know. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, by the way, just for, for our listeners, I thought I'd let you know, I was talking with Fanatics yesterday, and they, and they gave me this data point. So a signed jersey by Travis Kelsey, uh, with, of course, a couple pictures, nice little frame, goes for about $2,000, with a picture and on the corner, signed by Taylor Swift, and now goes for four thousand five hundred. Wow! So, look, I mean, it, it's it's real. It's it's incredible the amount of value uh, and you know the eyes that she you, you know draws to this game. So, uh, yeah, the NFL would benefit. No doubt.
0: No doubt about it. Okay, so we've gone through last week's games. We we've delved fairly deep into what we think is going to happen this week. Now there's some really good, once the regular season ends and also as teams leave the playoffs, there's some really interesting storylines that occur off the field. The coaching carousel starts, all the conversations around who's fired, who's going where. And then there's also some players that are retiring. Um, and, and what does that mean, too? So we're, we're going to get into all of it. The, the Probably the biggest off-field storyline is what's Bill Belichick going to do?
1: I mean, the reports are that he's having a second interview this weekend with the Atlanta Falcons. My only massive, you know, confusion point here is they don't have a quarterback. Correct. So he's going to go from one situation where he felt like he didn't have a quarterback to another one. Now, granted, they've got um, they've got Drake London, they've got uh, obviously Bijan Robinson, they've got uh, Tyler Algier. I mean, they've got some really good position players, but you really don't have a quarterback.
0: No. But he, here's my th- thought on where Bill Belichick's head is. Um I I I've gotten into his head so. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I'm the only person ever. Excellent. Uh, so, I think he's going to he's probably figuring to coach for another 3 years, right? He's like what 71, 72? I mean, maybe a little bit longer, maybe 4 years. Clearly his goal is he'll never tell anyone this is to win a Super Bowl like Brady did somewhere else. Absolutely. Not he's, even a question. He's going to need at least a three-, four-year runway to do that, and he wants to probably do it with a team that may not have made the playoffs um, or was maybe on the cusp so that he can be like, look, I, I took this team from X to Y. The other thing is he needs probably three years at least to pass on Shula as well. Correct, which, so, which I do believe he wants to do. He wants to do Look, you're so close, too. Um so I, I think I think wherever he's going to go, he's looking at three to four years. And
1: so, so, do you think he wins the Super Bowl with a Tyler Heineke or a Ritter? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe, maybe Heineke, maybe can,
0: can, he can get Heineke into to play. Possibly, but he, I think if he comes in somewhere, he'll he'll do his best to recruit right. a good quarterback. Um, and then we've seen Bill Belichick do things with with very. Under talented teams, absolutely. Um, he did have Brady for a lot of those, but so that's that's obviously helpful. But I, I think he realizes this is kind of a legacy move, and I think he's going to make a good decision. But I don't think he's going to look for the perfect situation.
1: So, you know, so at least that's what we're hearing and reading, like everybody else. Belichick will be, you know, the Falcons' head coach. But no one. is... So obviously, Mike McCarthy staying in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It it appears to be that Nick Sirianni is staying in Philadelphia. It's not confirmed.
0: Yeah, but he, look, Nick Sirianni won a He was he was a play away from winning the Super Bowl last year, so it it would be, in my opinion, I understand like the the fall from grace in the second half of the season was epic. I, fe- I felt that I lived it, but you you can't make a decision like that so uh, knee jerk. You got to look a little bit more at the body of work and some of the circumstances around it. Um, but I think next year, the, I mean, next year is a, if he does stay that for him and McCarthy, those are, they, they have to go deep, deep in the playoffs. Probably Agreed. each have to go to the Super Bowl.
1: Do you think AJ Brown stays in Philly? Yes. I say no. No? No. Okay. I'm not sure what happened and, and maybe it's being overblown, but I mean, he's supposedly best friends with Jalen Hurts and I don't know. I mean, you saw what I saw, right? So A.J. Brown says some crazy stuff. You know, I need the ball more in the middle of the season. He gets the ball more. Uh, But he kept on having these outbursts. And then you saw Dallas Goddard, you know, chew Jalen Hurts' face off, you know, at the end of that Tampa Bay uh, loss in the playoffs. So there's definitely need to be – there's definitely some repair that needs to be done, I think, on that team.
0: There is. I mean, the thing that hurts – and oh, sorry (laughs) – is Jason Kelsey, who's going to retire. I mean, he's a he's a big voice in that in that offense in that locker room. He tends to keep things together. Uh, so you know they're still going to have they're still going to have Fletcher Cox and they're still going to have Lane Johnson. They're still going to have guys like that who and uh, what's his name Brandon Graham been mm-hmm. around the Eagles for a long time. But um, I'm not, I'm not so worried about the cultural stuff. I think it's just frustration. I mean they they were losing games left and right. Down the stretch, it's gonna it's gonna wear on anyone. And AJ Brown's a receiver who believes that he should get the ball all the time. We've seen that before. So it's- yeah,
1: I will tell you that, and you know, we don't know it right, but we we've certainly read and heard and watched enough to know that the two offense, the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator that replaced last year's coordinators, uh, it looked like an enormous step down. Yeah, I and, agree, and I think that had a real impact. So it, it does seem like they're gonna give at least Nick Sirianni. And, and and Howie Roseman a chance to really go out and find two others that are, you know, at the same level of the guys that had left. Right. I think that's important. So let's go to where do you think Mike Vrabel goes?
0: Where does Mike Vrabel go? Mm.
1: Maybe nowhere. I don't know. You're, oh, by the way, your options are San Diego, Carolina, Seattle.
0: I could see him going to Seattle. I think, I don't think anyone really wants to play for David Tepper now. I know. Considering he's fired like six coaches in the last like whatever, four years or whatever.
1: No, oh, but it's a great job. You get you sign a long-term contract. Yeah. Then you get fired a year later. You're guaranteed money for three years. Yeah,
0: he doesn't want to deal with that, I don't think. Right. Um, Seattle's an interesting place. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know about variable. I, I honestly don't think variable is that great. Again. Really? I really don't. Interesting, but, okay. I don't think he's that great of a coach. I think, I, I
1: disagree. I think he's a, oh, I won't call him great. I think he's a very, very good coach. I think he's very bright. I think he learned from, obviously, one of the best. And I also think he, he got a lot out of a team for a few years that did not have a lot of skill positions.
0: I mean, I guess he's got a little bit of that Dan Campbell thing where, like, guys want to play for him. He's probably a little more of a, of a player's coach. And he is, look, he, he did grow up in a, in a great system. I don't know. I'm just not sold on him. I don't know why. Okay. I
1: think he's pretty cerebral, but again, listen, you know, uh, I'm not sure if any of those jobs are attractive to him. Right. And it seems like, I mean, you never, you don't know. And I think negotiations are ongoing, but uh, if, if Harbaugh goes to the NFL, I think he's going to go to San Diego uh, to be Herbert's coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows?
0: I think Harbaugh is interesting. You know, he, the the whole knock on Harbaugh was when he was a pro coach, was that he wears on pro football players. It's it's just different than college. He just he eventually just wears on on the whole system. Um, he did get a lot out of them. They did go to the Super Bowl, but I think Harbaugh will be very good in the NFL now, with another ten years, ten fifteen years of perspective mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. between. I I think he's going to be. I think he'll be a little softer. I think he'll pick his moments. I think he's learned a lot. Um, getting the Michigan um, thing off of his back, he dealt with a lot in Michigan. I mean, he he really... I mean, a couple of years ago, you were like, are they going to fire Harbaugh? Like, he hasn't done anything, right? Like, he's, he's done a great job. I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to go to San Diego. I think he's going to do a great job there. I think he's going to make Herbert um, like a real perennial pro bowler. I think he's going to get the full... And he, look, he was a former quarterback. I think he's going to get the full, the full juice out of him.
1: Yeah, listen, I think that um, I think Harborough is probably still dealing with some stuff in the you know in the NCAA. Uh, I don't know if the uh, allegations are going to stop. I don't know if there's going to be other things that are going to be said. Uh, but I think he has sh- you know surely proved you know his worth. I'm not sure if there's anything left for him to do in college. Uh, I think it sounds like uh, you know the next thing, next mountain he'd love to climb would be to to get back to the Super Bowl uh, in the NFL. And if you're going to do that, you know you really would love to at least start with a really at least. A, I'm not going to call him great because I don't think Herbert's great, but at least a really good quarterback.
0: There's good pieces in San Diego too.
1: There are. There I mean, are.
0: there's there's some real talent on those teams. Uh, it's just incredible that they stuck with um, Staley for so long. It's like crazy.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. Uh, did you see the report that Cliff Kingsbury, yes, who has the connection, obviously, to Caleb Williams at USC, I saw that. is interviewing to be the uh, offensive coordinator? And this is after Caleb Williams basically said flat out, I do not want to play for the Bears. So I'm not sure. Number one, I have no idea what the Bears are doing uh, because they had a pretty good end to the season. But it's going to be pretty interesting whether they trade the pick or do they trade Justin Fields?
0: Right, but I'm always skeptical of any college player who like starts to f- say what he wants. Really? Why? That's such a, that's a great way to start. <laughs> but I mean, like Caleb Williams, fine, he's good, but I, I'm not like I don't think he's gonna be like he's not gonna be C.J. Stroud. I'm telling you right now.
1: I completely agree with you. Um, the only thing I will say to to, the, to your comment on quarterbacks saying where they want to go, and as you can imagine, I hate that. Right. Yeah. But I do remember an Eli Manning. Uh, really putting his foot down the day he was drafted, saying, I'm not going to San Diego. I mean, I mean I'm not going to Los Angeles. So,
0: Right. And, and yes, he will be in the Hall of Fame, which is, I know is a debatable conversation. He will be in because of what he did it, in those two Super Bowls. It, it, he literally it, had two amazing games. It kills me. Right. But he, he, again, didn't really have the clout to say where he wanted to go. Peyton could have said where he wanted to go. Peyton's different.
1: I think Peyton's, uh, yeah, I think Peyton's whole lineage could probably say where they want to go.
0: Right. I mean, Peyton coming out of college was, is one of the few quarterbacks you just knew flat out was going to be awesome in the NFL.
1: You know what's crazy? Nobody talks about Peyton's first season and him going one and fifteen.
0: He threw. He he still has the record for most interceptions. <laughs> most interceptions.
1: By, a, by a rookie. And it's so funny. So all these quarterbacks get chosen, and you're like, "Well, wow, he better, you know, he better perform." Be like, "What do you mean he better perform?" Or a Peyton Manning you know had the worst you know year one as a rookie. B How about the method of Young behind Montana. Favre behind Rodgers behind Favre. Love behind
0: Rodgers. There's so much it's amazing like from a quarterback standpoint clearly you need to have a certain level of arm strength talent whatever, right? You you can kind of do all have all the throws to a degree. But the between the ears aspect of a quarterback, not just the decisions they make on the field, but during their journey, how they handle their journey, because the difference between playing quarterback in college and in the NFL could be the biggest gap that you could see in any sport. Um, it's just a total it's, it's almost like they're, they have to be trained to play a new game in the NFL. Mm-hmm. right? It's, it's an amazing thing. So they're going to have to deal with a lot of struggle, whereas you're a star quarterback in college, you've probably been a star your whole life, and you were like that quarterback who was just always the star whatever. There is no quarterback that enters the NFL that doesn't deal with crazy adversity between the years. And you, and you have to be
1: able to deal with that. It's a, You're 100% right. It's a much more complicated game. The schemes are completely different. The players are bigger. They're faster. They're right. stronger. All of it.
0: And Peyton, to, to Peyton Manning's point, it's like, we know now that Cerebrally, he's incredible. Correct. Right? But he just had to figure out. But he was the chosen one, you know, Archie's son, like ridiculous. I think it was tough for him at the beginning too. He couldn't do the same things, but he he figured it out. And he figured it out better than anyone. Yeah. And that's you but he always knew he had that. A hundred percent. So do you think uh Pete Carroll
1: retires, or does he take another one more shot?
0: I don't know. I think he takes one more shot. It, I, but I think I don't think it's this year. I think he like waits for the right situation.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, I think I mean, look, we just laid out the situations that are pretty much left. Right. None of them are amazing. Are you surprised that Tomlin is staying? I mean, he's got one more year left on his contract. You mm. thought he would stay?
0: I thought he'd stay. I mean, he, did you know that he's he's been a winning he's been a winning head coach in the regular season every single season he's yes. been there.
1: Yes, because his teams have a history of, you know, winning the last couple games of the season and, like, falling ass backwards into the playoffs.
0: Correct. But, it, look, there's something to be said about that a little bit. You do hear, like, yes, he did inherit Cowers teams. I do think he's just a very solid coach. And it's, like, the hard thing is it's always the devil that you know versus the devil you don't know. And you know you're going to get a good coach with Mike Tylon. You could get anything with anyone else. Anyone.
1: You, you know, so I'm, I'm actually glad you started to talk about the devil you know versus the devil you don't, because that, that does lead in and almost brings us full circle on the coaching carousel to um, Mayo uh, being becoming the new head coach of the Patriots. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Because my knee jerk was he was a really good player. Uh, apparently, he's been a very good defensive uh, uh, coach. Yep. And obviously, the defense last couple of years, even without some key pieces, has certainly held up well. But uh, they, they 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 stayed in the family, they stayed in the culture, mm-hmm. uh, and I mean we had heard this rumor over a year ago that he was the, uh, the almost the succession plan was in place.
0: I think Belichick really likes him. That's a huge thing. I think they've been watching to see like who Belichick really loves and his coaching staff. It says a lot. Bill Belichick really likes you. That means you work your ass off. You do things the right way. So that at a minimum, you know that's happening. I think he's going to be good. It, the only hard part, again, is the coordinator to total head coach thing. That's that's always a it's always a you, n- you never know exactly. No matter how smart somebody is, no, at, no, at the X's and O's and whatever, to actually lead an organization, you have to be you have to be more of a motivator than an X's. But you have to make sure you have the right people around you.
1: I was just saying, you really got to know. Who to delegate to and have those people ready to to perform
0: and and coaching is like you know it's like a, a parenting almost you have to know your players you have to know what buttons to push at different points in time because they're all different one hundred percent Yeah, that that's that's a skill one hundred percent so I don't know I, I think he's going to be good
1: well listen there's already been a ton that's going on this you know this you know, you know the, once the regular season ended uh, we have the playoffs this weekend great time of year. Uh, and uh, I'm psyched that we did uh, we did
0: two pods in, in one week. We're on fire. I know we're on fire. It's fun. Um, it's been great doing this with you. Um, uh, we've been doing this for a little over a year now. Um, I hope uh, hope our listeners really enjoy the pod. Um, if you do, um, certainly follow us on Apple, Spotify. Uh, we're on a whole Twitter, s- Twitter, a whole slew, of Amazon, whole slew of uh, platforms. So uh, please support us, follow us, give us ideas. Anything that you want to hear, we're, we're all ears. But uh, be well. Enjoy this weekend. Yes. I certainly believe this is the greatest weekend in the NFL. These are going to be some great games. So uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk soon.